Hi and welcome to the Love and Light podcast with Tori where I discuss love and life and wellness and thoughts in general so I hope you enjoy. Today's episode I thought I'd talk about the fear of failure. It's something that affects all of us and I guess that's why I thought I would bring up the topic. It's something that is really close to my heart because it's as much in as much within our control as it is outside of it. It's I think so deeply rooted in human nature to fear failure and I guess scientifically it's actually rooted within the the science of our brain development to to fear anything outside of comfort because you know back in prehistoric times comfort meant safety and anything unknown or where we were taking too much of a risk meant that we might get killed so you know um, a part of that fight and flight sort of ancient mechanism within our physiological bodies but I think in the modern age fear of failure has the potential to be our driving force um, or the reason that we step into things as well as the reason that we don't it can that fear can be what makes us step up and over it or it can be what crushes us you know I think some of the most inspiring people are people that have had the greatest adversity and things that are so frightening and have faced so many fears but they had to make that choice about whether the fear would define them or whether they would overcome it And when I guess you listen to lots of different people's stories, some of the most successful, inadverted commas, people are people that stepped beyond that fear. And there's that saying that everything we want in life is on the other side of fear. And it's so true, you know, that that fear like I was saying, you know, from ancient times, is, isn't a bad thing at all. It's designed to protect us. Fear is designed to protect us from being hurt and from doing anything too risky. But our fear mechanisms are so out of whack, I think, in modern society that it's really at times hard to distinguish what is realistic fear and what is what isn't so that that body cue to not step into oncoming traffic that's realistic fear and and self-preservation and awareness and just smarts but the fear of doing something where we might fail even though we can't actually get hurt even though there's actually no drastic detrimental I guess, um, consequences other than our ego um, being affected, 
that's a completely different thing. And it's interesting how our ego plays a role in things. And there's so many different definitions of ego. Um, but the ego as well is designed to keep us safe. And, you know, it's interesting, I guess. I'm, I'm 28 years old. And as I said in the introduction video, I'm... I am an artist and a primary teacher and I love to sing and play music and some of the things I've been most, most deeply frightened to do, the things that have probably caused huge unnecessary anxiety have been my greatest moments of growth and I'll use um, my art as an example. So. I'm a really abstract artist. I love to paint and I love to draw. And when I was really little, I used to draw myself as an artist. And, you know, when you're, you're only really little and you're doing your, what you want to be when you grow up kind of thing, I'd always put that I wanted to be an artist and a farmer and also a princess, obviously. Um, and all, you know, lots of special things. I think I wanted to be a pop star too, because I love to sing, but I'd always draw myself as an artist and as a, and on the farm, because that's, that was always home. But, if, you know, when I was at school and that I was, you know, doing lots of art and then I sort of stopped during uni. I did it a bit. I remember doing a few little drawings and things for friends or paintings. Um, probably mainly because I had no money at the time and it was a cheap birthday present. Um, but one made with love, obviously, and which is always more meaningful. But when... A few years ago, I very randomly found my painting stuff back home and I went outside one afternoon like I used to as a kid and I just started painting on a canvas. And I remember the feeling of like pure joy that it brought me and I remember thinking, my gosh, like, why haven't I been doing this in so long? It's always been such a big part of me. But I, I'd stopped for some sort of reason, you know, and I guess we say life gets in the way, you know, in inverted commas, we always say that. Um, but I just remember feeling like my soul was on fire and I thought I've just got to do this. And I remember coming home from work and I was just painting every afternoon um, as well as committing to do lots of other things I loved like ride my horse and things like that but it had been the best I'd felt in myself in a long time purely because I'd started painting again. Now, now after that I I sort of started putting pictures up on, on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, on the stories or whatever. And and people were really encouraging, like some of my friends from school were like, it's so, you know, close friends and close friends from work in uni were like, oh, it's so lovely to see you painting again. And, 
And then all of a sudden, I had someone ask for an artwork. Like, there was lots of support and someone asked for an artwork. And I remember just thinking, oh my goodness, like, I could do this. So I painted my first commission. And then, you know, and I remember sharing pictures that I look back on now that I think, well, that wasn't a great photo or it wasn't a very good artwork. And I'm sure, you know, um, I currently make commissions and have artworks in the shop and I'm looking to expand more, but I'm sure I'll look back in three years' time and think some of my artworks now are very amateur, but which is so much the beauty of the practice. But, um, you know, I, I just started sharing back then and it was because I... I just, I don't know, I felt inspired to, and people became interested, and I remember painting my first commission, and being so, feeling so privileged that someone had asked me to do it, and then all of a sudden, someone else asked for a commission, and someone else, and then I, I'd sold a couple, and it just started to grow, and it literally just came from sharing a couple of dodgy photos on Facebook, And I think what I realised is it wasn't about the quality of the photo or the quality of the artwork. But it was about me sharing my authentic self and not being frightened to do that and not being frightened to fail. And I remember having a conversation with my beautiful mum who's so encouraging and creative. And she said, you know, the greatest artists... There are many, 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 many people who do not like their work, you know. Um, we often joke about the artwork Blue Poles by Jackson Pollock in between uh, my mum and I and our family because she had a a horse, a mare called Blue Poles because, and her, her father named it that because it cost a lot more than what he thought it was worth and, you know, because Jackson Pollock's Blue Poles is one of the most famous artworks and his artworks are so famous and and now worth in incredulous amounts of money. But there are so many people in the world that don't like them and yet they're worth so much money and so many people adore them. And so I remember mum saying to me, not everyone's going to like what you do, but it doesn't mean you don't do it or you stop doing it. So all of a sudden... I started sharing, even though I was frightened. And it and it started momentum for me. And a while before that, I'd forgotten. I, I mentioned I love to sing and I play guitar. I randomly decided to share a couple of videos of me singing and playing guitar on, you know, on Facebook. And they were dodgy as videos. But I remember getting like you know, all of these people commenting and liking and sharing it and saying what a beautiful voice I had and they had no idea. And, you know, I'd sung a lot at school and sung in masses and church and things. But by sharing it, all of a sudden people started asking and then over the years, opportunities for me to sing at events came up and, you know, now um, I have the opportunity to do quite a few gigs and um, I play and do music with a good, very good friend, a very talented musician, a friend of mine. And, 
you know, looking at all of these opportunities that are opening up and that knowing that more will open up just by being open to it and being authentic. And I remember the fear in those moments, both the art and the music, of going, should I share this? And I thought, well, I can always delete in a bit and, you know, um, and, you know, it's all that, always that thing, isn't it? Well, I can always delete it. But I remember going, should I do this? And I got to this point where I just thought, I need to. And I did. And out of the most random, you know, most imperfect moments of sharing things, the most beautiful opportunities have come up and have come my way. And I know that more opportunities are coming my way and that I'm, you know, able to manifest more opportunities and more and more abundance as I go along. But if I hadn't done it, like if I hadn't shared those dodgy videos or dodgy photos, I never would have an art studio now. I never would have an art practice now. I never would be, um, you know, singing and getting paid for gigs. And I never would be living the life I lead and looking at creating the life that I want to create and creating more abundance through my creativity. So literally from stepping outside of the fear of showing my true self, all of these opportunities came up that if I hadn't done those tiny, tiny steps, those tiny imperfect steps of dodgy videos and dodgy photos, and I say that because, because we always look back and think we could have done better. But my my dad always said, you know, you do the best you can in that moment. And there's, there's so much beauty and imperfection. And if we wait for perfection, we never do anything. So because I, I jumped in in those imperfect moments and stepped outside of my fear of failure... My life changed dramatically and will continue to change as I learn to step outside of that fear more, just as it will for all of us. And so I guess that's partly why I started this podcast. I love listening to podcasts about so many different things. Um, I love listening to podcasts about country life and country women and about young women and about um, relationships and wellness and spirituality and art and I remember thinking well I could do that I've got lots to say well I don't know if I have lots to say but I have lots of thoughts and um, you know I remember thinking I could do that and I was talking to a really dear friend the other day and it came up and she said well why why don't you what's stopping you and this person's a coach and an incredible mentor and she said momentum only comes through action you know you can't and manifestation only comes by inspired action and if you have an inspired action and a bit of a download if you don't take action on that it can't happen because the universe 
is trying to provide you with an idea and you have to be the one that implements it. And so I thought, well, all of those other things wouldn't have made it. If I'd never done those other things with my creativity, then I never would be where I am now. So I thought, well, who cares if I fail? Who cares if no one listens? I'll have fun. And it's about sharing my real self and getting out of that fear of being being real and which is something um so significant for all of us and I know I guess as someone I really don't like saying shy because I don't think I'm shy I think I think I'm very empathic which makes me a very big feeler and thinker but I'm not necessarily that shy I just feel people so much that sometimes I don't feel the need to be the, I don't really feel the need to be the loudest in the room because I tend to be able to feel what people are thinking even without them saying anything. So I wouldn't say that I'm shy, but I I realised that this is a way for me to step outside of the shadows and to um, explore my creativity more and to step outside of fear and we all have our own experiences with fear it's you know it affects us in so many different ways and I guess that's the choice we get you know and I there's that beautiful quote feel the fear and do it anyway feel the fear and do it anyway and you know um I don't know I could probably use the analogy of riding horses and I remember coming off a few times as a kid and they weren't like they were pretty rough falls but I never broke anything badly like I didn't break a leg or anything but um they they were falls that definitely knocked my confidence and I remember losing so much confidence and feeling so afraid when I rode but I still wanted to ride like even though I was afraid you know I was still I loved, I've always loved animals and, you know, growing up on a farm and I've loved horses and dogs in particular, all animals. You know, you know, I remember sitting on my horse terrified but refusing to stop riding like um, because I couldn't imagine not living my life with horses because it felt so innate to my soul and, and I... I realised I have to make a choice. Do I stay afraid or do I have faith? And it's also that point of feeling that fear but doing it anyway and knowing that it's okay and that the fear will ease and subside and maybe the fear maybe fear doesn't have to go away completely but maybe we just gently go beyond it a little bit and a little bit at a time. And, you know, I guess as a teacher... You know, that's what we teach or aim to teach our students. It's okay to be afraid. Do it anyway. Know the difference between fear that is properly keeping you safe and fear that is unnecessary. So the fear of public speaking, you won't be hurt by public speaking. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, And you know, being scared to swim 50 metres of the pool. You know, if you have the support there and you're a capable swimmer, 
you are safe um, with the right support there. But that fear can stop you or it can be the driving force. And so that's something I'm considering at the moment. Feeling that fear, feeling the fear of failure and and doing it anyway. And not because not because it has to achieve an outcome, but just because it makes us feel good. Um, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like just everything in life. Not everything has to be an outcome based. It's just about feeling good. And the greatest teachers in manifestors say that it's actually just about feeling good. It's not about the outcome. It's not about the outcome of, um, you know, for example, I'll, I'll use money as an example. It actually isn't about the outcome of making trillions of dollars because you can make trillions of dollars and still feel poor. It's about the outcome of feeling abundant and feeling rich wherever you are and that's what creates more and allows you to give to other people. You know, some of the most giving people are people that um by probably western standards we would consider the poorest but they see themselves as rich and i think that's the thing it's such a mindset everything um so yeah if money is the example it's not actually about the outcome of making all that money it's about the outcome of feeling comfortable with the money you have and being grateful and feeling abundant and feeling those you can give to others. And you might have, you know, however much money in the bank and and feel like you can give to others and you can have all of the money in the world in the bank and, and feel lack. So it's not about the outcome and neither are things, you know, nothing really is, um, I realized my art isn't about the outcome, it's about the journey and the process and music isn't about the outcome, it's about the process and writing and life, you know, life isn't about the outcome of getting a certain car and making a certain amount of money and having a certain number of children and a certain number of, um, you know, a certain a relationship by a certain age with a certain number of children and a certain amount of money on a diamond ring and um, with a certain number of room house made out of a certain, you know, type of brick and a certain colour roof. It's not about that because we could be just as happy in a shack if we allowed ourselves to be. It's about the feeling and it's about faith and trust and knowing that we're taken care of so I don't know I guess that's my thought for today about the fear of failure and let me know your thoughts we all have experiences with failure and fear and I know my dad who's an old farmer and a bit of an old cowboy he used to say, you know, I'd come be coming off ponies all the time when I was little and come into the house dusty and dirty and, you know, 
watery eyes because it, you know, it hurts coming off and you're a bit embarrassed and he'd say, um, every time you fall off that horse, you become a better rider. And it's one of the things that has stuck in my brain the most. Um, you know, dad used to say to me, you got to, like, he'd sort of, he's so funny. He used to say, you got to fall off a lot of horses to learn to ride like a cowboy. And, and that's the truth. You got to, you have to come off a lot of horses to learn to ride well. And, um, you have to fall down a lot to learn. And, you know, people like Michael Jordan say, you know, he, he missed so many shots in his career, but you just keep going. And I know as a primary teacher, as a teacher, I should say, as someone, sorry, that works with children, um, because I'm also studying counselling, um, it's one of the greatest things that we can give to our children, that resilience, that it's okay to fall down because that grit is what gets you through life and and that's what gets you through life more than academic smarts. It's a skill. Resilience is a skill that we learn. Overcoming fear is a skill as much, you know, it's a choice and a skill and something we have to practice and keep practicing. So I certainly, I don't have all the answers on fear and I am someone that, I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person. Um, if if, you know, um, there's lots of sensitive people in the world. And if you're wondering what, I guess, highly sensitive person is, um, you know, you can Google it. There's lots of information about that kind of thing. But um, I'm someone that is very much an empath, which I thought I'd do an episode on. And I very much feel things really deeply and I take on other people's emotions so much you know I walk into a room and I can pretty much feel the energy of every single person in that room and it's like it clings to me so other people's fears and anxieties often cling to me and I boundaries which is something I might do another episode on Boundaries is something that I'm working really hard on and, you know, creating a bit of an energy boundary so I'm not like such an energetic sponge to people. Um, yeah, so because I'm I'm such an empath and that's, like I said, something I'll go into on another episode. I take on people's energy and I'm such a feeler and I'm so sensitive and because of that, it's one of my greatest strengths because it it gives me such a big heart, which is one of the things that I love the most about myself. But it also makes me an overthinker and a warrior, and I worry so much about people, um, people that I love, and you know, I'm I love everyone. <laughs> I can't help it, but I I do really worry about people, and um, that that empathy makes me can make me quite anxious at times which is something I've worked on my entire life um, and probably always will because it it means that I can overthink and I can you know when 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 I'm unbalanced um, as in I'm a little bit out of alignment you know 
Um, I'm not doing the things to take care of myself as much as I should. Um, that is when I guess that those fears and overthinking and things tend to come up more. As I, as I believe they do for everyone, but because I'm such an empath, fear does really affect me um, because I feel other people's fear as well um, and feel their pain as well, quite literally, like very literally and very physically. Um, so, yeah, fear really affects me. So it's something that, you know, we there's a, a saying, I think, by Gabrielle Bernstein, that we teach or talk about or mentor in the things that we need to learn the most. So I guess that's why I'm talking about fear because it's one of my greatest uh, barriers at times, as it is for all of us, but definitely for people that are pretty sensitive, it is a big barrier. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it today. So whatever you are doing, wherever you are, as I mentioned in the intro, and it was a really windy intro because I was sitting outside because I'm the kind of person that typically, um, I was typically in the past, I was very atypical. And, you know, I remember my, um, my maths teacher used some expletives. He was a very cool man. I won't, I won't repeat what he said exactly, but I'll paraphrase. He said, you remember him saying to me, Tours, you never do things half-hearted, love. He used some more colourful language, which I loved, but won't share on here. But, um, you know, I was I was typically so atypical and if it wasn't sharp and perfect, I wouldn't do it and wouldn't share. But that hindered me in so many ways and stopped me from doing so many things because I was waiting for perfection and life is not perfect. So my very first like three minute intro, I think is super windy and like this one is super imperfect, but here we are and I'm doing it and I'm proving to myself that fear isn't a boundary and we can do it anyway. So as I mentioned, I'm in country New South Wales, Western New South Wales, red dirt country. Um, it's not... It's not, I guess, where I grew up, but it's where I now call home as well as where I grew up. I feel very blessed now to have two homes uh, or to feel like I have two homes. You know, there's home home, which is where I grew up, um, where my family are. And then there's home here, which feels pretty special to have to feel so connected in different places and so yeah I'm in country New South Wales and I wherever you are I hope hope that today or this week you can do something that frightens you even if it's a tiny bit you know even I don't know whatever it is even if it's just speaking up about something you normally wouldn't that's a big thing for me. You know, I, I'm learning to set boundaries, which again, I'll probably do a podcast on, but I want you to do something that scares you a t even a tiny bit. It doesn't have to be jumping out of a plane. Life isn't about the big things. 
but maybe it's cooking a new recipe. Maybe it's cooking a recipe that scares me sometimes because I'm such a wild, resourceful cook. You know, I'm such a, I love recipes, particularly for baking. I always use a recipe. That's what mum taught me. Baking, you need to use a recipe um, until you perfect it and then you can change the recipe. But um, my mum always used recipes as a base and then she... Um, and you know, in savory cooking too, she has a base recipe and then she alters, you know, depending on what's available, what's in season, what's in the fridge, um, you know, to be resourceful because we're country women and, you know, that's what we tend to do. And yeah, you know, maybe it's cooking something new. Maybe it's trying something new, um, a new food or, I mean, I'm using food as examples. Maybe it's, doing a new exercise maybe it's um going to a new cafe I know it sounds like such a joke but going to a new cafe sometimes really and it's not a bad for you it's such a third world, third world problem but sometimes really scares me because I'm like what if I don't like the food I actually don't eat out very much because um we're over 100 kilometers to any major center so um we're so lucky in the town i am to have such beautiful um you know locations to eat there's a lovely um you know takeaway and um the pub and the chinese takeaway and we're so so blessed in a million different ways but for things like cafes to get breakfast at and which is one of my favorite things to do because it feels like such a treat. It's over 100Ks away to those major centres. So it is so special to have, like, a breakfast out. And one of my favourite things, probably my absolute favourite thing, is getting, like, a really nice smoothie bowl So because I love fruit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so going to a new cafe sounds so weird, but it's something that I'm like, oh, my gosh, will I like it? Will I like the food? And I was always taught, you know, grateful for every meal. You're grateful for all food. But, um, you know, maybe it's trying a new cafe or trying something new at a cafe because we're such creatures of habit. So I encourage you to have a go at something new. Do something that scares you. And I, I hope this maybe inspires anyone, just someone a tiny bit, to to back themselves and to have a go and to be less frightened of what people think. So sending lots of love and light. And uh, if you are interested in looking at my art, you can find me on Instagram at Tori Corcoran Creative, all one word, T-O-R-I-C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N, Creative on Instagram. Um, I'm sure I'll find a way to link it. Uh, and yeah, I hope you have a really beautiful day. Do something that scares you and lots of love. <laughs>